2: uh, and welcome. To My Favorite Murder. <laughs> that's George Hardstar. <laughs> and that's Karen Kilgariff. And
0: we're very giggly and excited today because we have a very special episode for you. We are so excited to be announcing that we have a very spooky new podcast that's joining the Exactly Right family. Vulture actually called it one of the best comedy podcasts of 2022.
2: That's right. We are talking to none other than the host of Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. Please welcome the one, the only, Roz Hernandez.
1: Oh my God. This is... Hey, boo. (laughs) Hey, Hey, boo. (laughs) This is insane. (laughs) You guys, thank you so much for just so many things. I'm sure I'll say thank you, thank you, thank you as long as I know you. (laughs) But this is like, this is, I can't believe I'm on my favorite murder right now. This is... You're here. Oh my God.
2: You're here. Well, okay. I'm so happy.
1: I don't want to be that girl, but like, <laughs> I was listening a long time ago. Like, Karen already knows I'm a do you need a ride? I'm a dinar diehard. And I have been for years. And then when I started hearing chirps about this murder podcast, I I got right in there. And I have been Murderino for a very, very long time. And you guys are so inspiring to me. And I think the world of you both.
2: Oh, right back at you. Thanks, Ross. thanks, Ross. All right. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. That was so much fun. Nice Uh, to meet you. So (laughs) let's talk about ghosty stuff, because that's like your, that's your wheelhouse. Like, that's what you... Love. That's
0: what you're bringing. Yeah. You're bringing over to the network. What a great, sorry to use the phrase, filling a hole <laughs> on the network, but this, you know, this super natural parapsychological, <laughs> what's the right term, <laughs> area yeah. that we have yet to visit. And you have this great pre-existing podcast yeah. that now gets to be here with us. We're so excited. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, I've always felt like true crime and the paranormal they're definitely like cousins the two of Mm them like they've definitely they've met a few times at the family (laughs) you know reunion but (laughs) yeah there's definitely differences there and I think the paranormal there's a little bit more and Georgia and I were just talking about this because she is the first guest on my my new relaunch and we (laughs) were sort of talking about this like I, I, the Paranormal, there's a little bit more freedom to explore because really all of it is unsolved at the end of the day. So there's mm-hmm, kind of right. that fun element of mystery to it. but you know, it it can be morbid. It can be, it can be very scary in a way that is, you know, if you look at horror movies, most horror movies are either in one way or another like supernatural or a killer or something. So they're, mm-hmm. it's yeah. sort of the other end of it. But it yeah. uh, can also lead us to conversations about spirituality, science, you know, so many different things that are all kind of encapsulated in the paranormal. and And I just love it yeah can't get enough of that
2: tell everyone how long you've been doing the podcast how did you start it and like what was your we just love talking about it so much and everyone has a story
1: right right? well it's funny because there are parallels between like me and and you guys and you guys you guys are a huge inspiration to me and like I remember hearing that you guys met or you were talking at a party about this kind of stuff and that's sort of me Too with Ghosts, you know, to answer your question, I've been doing this podcast my whole life. It just wasn't recorded. <laughs> right. And, I mean, I would just go up to people and grab them by the lapel and say, tell me a ghost story. <laughs> so I, I it's my favorite thing to talk about. I find it endlessly interesting. I just have always been curious, particularly living here in Los Angeles. We all kind of know just the most kooky, interesting people. We know a lot of creatives. I hate to sound kind of cheesy, but Do it. We, we are storytellers, you know. <laughs> we are, <laughs> and so some some of the best stories you could hear are from creative people. And yeah. so I was constantly just asking people their ghost stories, and I, and I grew up in a house that I believe was haunted by my grandmother. Tell us everything.
2: Yes, please.
1: Okay. Well, the house was built by my grandparents, and um, she sadly died while living in that house. And Mm -hmm. then we moved in, and I just—I had a couple of moments that, like, one in particular that always stands out was, like, this night I was was laying in bed, and I just—I was really scared for some reason, and, and I woke up. And she was hovering. Mm. I mean, the category was ghost, and she was tens <laughs> across the board. She knew. How old were you? Every story I ever tell about childhood, I was 10. It's just I in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Like, I don't know, That's but what? I was probably, like, 10 or something. Yeah. And she was, like, fully knew the assignment. Like, good for her. She was, like— <laughs> Serving ghost. Like, (laughs) floaty, see-through. Looked at me, gave me a look that was like, you're gonna be okay. And just sort mm -hmm. of like, just (laughs) poof, goodbye.
2: Dissipated. Oh, yes. Did it scare you or did it feel like a good experience because it was like someone who loved you?
1: That's the thing. Whether you're living or dead, if you show up in my bedroom at night, I don't care if you're my grandma or not. (laughs) If you show up all of a sudden, and the door is shut, and I don't know how you got in there, and then you disappear. It's going to be scary to me. I'm sorry, Grandma. I love you so much. But it was scary to me. And so, of course, like, naturally, I'm, like, just terrified at all times. Like, where is she going to pop up next? But I think it was a good, like, growing up with that experience, I think it it was a good... starting point, especially when I hear people's stories, that I'm like, okay, I got lucky with the ghost that I had, because it was my <laughs> loving grandma. I mean, she passed when I was six. And so there was always kind of a theory that I formed in my head, like, maybe she just, she wanted more time with me, mm. because I have another cousin who's the same age as me. And years later, she had house sat for my parents. And she was like, remember how you used to say as a kid that grandma was around? I'm like, yeah, she's like, I heard her. Like, I literally heard her. She was, like, walking upstairs, and she yelled my grandpa's name from the top of the (gasps) stairs. So I'm like, maybe it has to do with the fact that we were both, like, the youngest, or we were so young when she died. I don't know. My parents are like, we don't—we've never seen her.
0: (laughs) But they always say, don't they? Or, or have you heard this before? Where it's like kids are more open-minded. Like kids are kind of open to stuff like that, or they're just more accepting, so they're able to see stuff that adults are tuned out.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I usually hear that with like toddlers and whatever. I mean, it could be. I it could. I'm also very skeptical of all of this stuff, to be honest, including my <laughs> own experiences. <laughs>
2: That's what I love about your podcast is it's like, it's not the definitive Ghost Exists podcast. It's like, let's explore this idea because it doesn't make sense.
1: I, I like to joke that I'm constantly like... Come on, how do you not believe this? like w- but I really i I just love it because we don't know the answers. That's the fun of it, so, yeah. yes. I don't like to listen to anyone that tells me like that is a that's a ghost, and here's why that's a ghost, and this is what happens when you die, like we don't know. Mm-hmm. Calm down. So, so yeah, when I look back at my own experiences, sometimes I'm like, well, I do have uh, my whole life. I've kind of always enjoyed being the most interesting person in the room. Did I just make this <laughs> up so I could have a good story? Uh, I, you know, but who knows? Either way,
2: anything's possible. That's how I feel too. Yeah. When we talked and I told you my childhood ghost stories, I was the whole time being like, well, that little Georgia was like had an active imagination. Right. Or maybe there was a gas leak in the house. So I don't fucking <laughs> buy it at all. But it happened to me
1: too. But you know what's beautiful about this stuff is at the end of the day, who knows? Who knows? But mm-hmm. we are coming together and talking about this stuff. And I think particularly having, you know, public figures, having you guys on, having all kinds of people on that have fan bases or just that, you know, I only have on people that I really love and enjoy. And a lot of times I don't know their thoughts on this stuff. And it's it's a cool way to connect with them and hear them share this stuff, which it leads to, you know, broader conversations again about like their spirituality or their just, just their views on on life. And sometimes they've never even pondered it. It's, it's a lot of pondering. We like mm. to just sort of, <laughs> you know, just explore our, our minds and think about it.
0: It's also interesting when people are like, that's absolutely not real. I think it's like those kinds of people that need to be black and white about it. And it's I, it's always like, wait, are you scared? Like, mm-hmm. what what is it about uh-huh. this topic that's making you need to be... It's the same people who are like, astrology is not real. And it's like, oh, okay. I guess it's only existed for 2,000 years. Yeah. That kind of thing where it's like, are you the kind of brain that needs that to not be real the way I am with aliens? Or <laughs> are you open-minded person that's kind of like, anything is possible in this mysterious world we live in?
1: Right, but that- that's... That's when you start getting into, you know, a lot of what I do on the show is like looking at historical accounts and talking to even listeners and people from all over the world. And you hear like, okay, this stuff happens literally everywhere. As long as, you know, people have been recording things. I I don't know. There seems like there might be something to it, even (laughs) if it's something in our minds. What is it? We don't know. But yeah, sure is fun.
0: We get a lot of those people write into the mini-sodes. And like you mentioned before, when it's toddlers. So it's Mm -hmm. like toddlers pointing to a picture and being like, that's the lady from my room. Uh, Where it's like, you can't, (laughs) unless the person is straight up, deciding to write an email with a full-on lie in it, they're telling you a thing that there's only one way that could be happening, right? Like that idea. And that's a uniform kind of story that goes around where it's like, my daughter was talking to herself in her crib and yeah. then pointed out my grandmother in a picture or whatever. I love those ones.
1: Right. Or like if you have someone that witnesses it with you, like— Anytime you get those little bits of validation or sometimes I hear about these like haunted hotels, for example, or just like public Mm -hmm. places that people frequent and they'll go to the front desk and they'll be like, oh my God, the craziest thing just happened. And they'll be like, the man with the pipe. And they're like, yeah, like how do you know? And it's like people have been reporting him for years. Oh my God,
2: the man with the pipe. Whenever we go to like, we go to these old theaters when we're on tour and we're like immediately asked the security guards or whoever like, This place is haunted, right? Because it's just this feeling of these old buildings. And you grew up in Michigan, right? So, like, you were around some older buildings. In L.A., we don't really have those. But, like, (laughs) you can feel the lives that have been lived there. Oh,
1: totally. And theaters, I mean, theaters are all haunted, always. And they're (laughs) my favorite (laughs) place in the world. I love theaters. And there's a lot of theories around why they're haunted and... And that's the kind of thing I like, too, with my approaches. I like to entertain any any possible theory that people have, but a lot of it has to do with energy of humans coming together and that energy could fuel it and maybe keep it around. People yeah. that work in theaters are so connected to them. I mean, there's certain venues that I perform at that I'm like, I think this is where I would go when it's over. Like, I just love <laughs> it here. This is like my second yes. home. And And you have your most exciting moments, your sad moments, your whatever, you know, there's just such a strong connection that we have to these places. And also, they're old and people die in them. So, there's a lot of reasons why they could be haunted.
0: And then, if you're there, if you've decided to spend eternity in a theater, at least you're seeing a new show every night, every couple of oh, nights. Yeah. You know, you get entertained.
1: Yeah. And you see these prices these days, this inflation. <laughs> I tell you, these theater tickets,
2: you got to haunt it. Yeah. MadeInCookware.com That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com Goodbye. Where would you haunt? If you could pick a place to haunt, where, where would it be?
1: I think it would be a theater, probably. Which one is there one that you like? I always talk about my favorite place in Los Angeles. Listen, I don't get out much, <laughs> but I've lived here since 2009 and I, I really do love it here in Los Angeles. And my favorite place in Los Angeles is Casita del Campo.
2: Oh, yeah. Mexican restaurant
1: Mm -hmm. that's in Silver Lake,
2: sort of east
1: of Hollywood, and very queer-friendly, family-owned establishment that's been around since the 60s, and I just love it so much. And there was a theater in the basement that I did a ton of shows in, and the food is great, and Mm -hmm. I think I talked about it last time I was on Diner with you. I love that place (laughs) so much, and I, I think that's probably where I would go.
2: That's perfect. That place is like ripe for haunting because it's got the like Mexican restaurant, you know, booth, L.A. vibe that is just so special. Yeah, And they have great crab enchiladas. So like you could just (laughs) eat that if you ever, if ghosts know how to eat. There's just
1: a good vibe there. I really like it. And I mean, Mexican food, fun, campy drag shows, like where else would I want to haunt? Are you kidding me? No.
0: Well, speaking of that, Raz, people, longtime listeners of "Ghosted" by Raz Hernandez, know that the original title of this show was "Ghosted" by Raz Dresfeles. Let's talk about the change.
1: Okay, so I was a full time drag queen, five to seven nights a week, honey. I was wow. out there. I was doing the gigs, honey. Oh
2: wow, <laughs> my feet hurt just hearing that.
1: <laughs> the shoes you must have oh had to wear. yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I was pretty lazy, but it started out, <laughs> yes. It did start out with some uncomfortable shoes. But my drag name was Roz Drezfelaez.
0: One of the greats, I have to say, anyone I mentioned that drag name to is like, that's the best drag name.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so funny. I just love the name Roz. And, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trans, <laughs> but, I, you know, growing up, male, you know, assigned, I always just really looked up to, like, no nonsense kind of ladies, and I always thought of like a Roz, like
2: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that
1: name is a Roz, and and it's yeah. just like three letters with a Z at the end. That's <laughs>
2: so true. She's the office manager who like takes no shit and like yeah, doesn't want to fucking hear it. Or like
1: a bartender lady that you know
2: yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. love
1: that, and I feel like I identify with that. If that if that can be considered a gender, like that's what my gender really <laughs> is is like no nonsense bar lady. I actually at Casita del Campo, the theater there, was backstage working with the family of uh, wonderful performers that I work with down there. And a couple of years ago, you know, I was really not quite transitioning yet, and I would recently gotten sober, and I was just trying to figure out what to do with my life and. And somebody had mentioned the name Roz back there. And I was like, yes, like, that's me. <laughs> and then I just blurted out Roz Drezfeles. <laughs> and that's sort of became my name. And I started doing drag. So anyway, the podcast started when I was basically, you know, just living my life as a drag queen all the time. And so it did go by Roz Dresfilez And then, like, pandemic times, I was like... I don't know. Like, I love wearing, you know, ladies' clothes, being seen with she/her pronouns, and and I, I really came to terms with like, okay, I think I'm I'm trans, and maybe I should not have a comedy name anymore. So I just mm-hmm. <laughs> kept the Roz and uh, use my real name, last name Hernandez. So that's basically it. And then I I changed the name to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. I mean, same person. I'm pretty much the exact same person uh, as I was in drag.
0: (laughs) You are except, can I just say this? Because the first time I saw you after you transitioned, we were at the lady to lady party. Oh, yeah. Yeah you were standing with Sam Pancake. I walked in and of course, you know, the entry of any party is like the most Mm. stressful where I'm literally like in a panic searching for a place to land. And I've known Sam Pancake since I moved to LA 100 years ago. And so I saw him and just ran straight over to his side, didn't really even look around and started talking to him. And you were standing next to him. But I honestly assumed I was like, and that must be his agent or his <laughs> PR lady. Yeah. It was just this tall, gorgeous lady that was standing next to Sam. And I'm like, she must be in the industry or something. And then, like, we Sam and I exchanged a couple f- things. And then I turned to you and I was like, hi. And you go, Karen, it's wrong.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I go, oh, my God. And it was just like, it was really exciting because you were amazing and a gorgeous drag queen. But... You're a gorgeous yeah, woman. I mean, you're you just are. a gorgeous woman. It made me feel really excited for you. You know, oh, like, oh, thank you. There is yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I loved wearing gigantic wigs, it was really, <laughs> really fun. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: I've since, you know, given them away. I gave one to Bridger uh, when I did his podcast <laughs> as a gift.
0: Wow. That's a good gift. You know, yeah.
1: my neck feels a lot better now. I don't have to carry those around, <laughs> and it's crazy how people treat you like different in, in a in a in a good way. I mean, usually, like I would walk into a room. Pretty much saying, everyone stare at me. Look at me. My (laughs) hair is gigantic and like I'm huge. And like now I get to sort of just like blend in a little bit more, which I like, you know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's nice. Everything's been really, really cool since then. And I think that like it's sort of where I'm at in life is just a lot more like getting real and... I think even when I started, my podcast has been a journey for me as well, because I didn't know as much about the paranormal at the time. And I was more willing to believe anything that someone told me. And now I, I, I don't <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't doubt people because, again, I don't know the actual answers. But I think I'm just I've got I'm in a place in my life. And I think with my transition was a part of it of just like, OK, let's like. Let's really get down to like the truth, the facts. Give me the cold, hard facts. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying here, yeah. but like.
2: But like having a little skepticism going on. Yeah, okay. I just think my
1: whole life has kind of transitioned in a way that is still really fun and and having more fun with the reality uh, of the circumstances that I'm in, as opposed to like in the past, I think I was more like, I need to make this whole world a fantasy. And I'm now I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: Now you're real, like, Roz, yeah. Hernandez. You're taking that Roz approach that you were talking <laughs> yeah. about before. The Roz.
1: It's, I'm Roz in everything.
2: You're rozing it up. Do you guys remember when Tommy Hilfiger's daughter had a reality show, like, in the early 2000s? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was crying on the phone to someone sick because she became an adult. And she goes, my childhood was just so whimsical. And now it's, like, reality. And I just remember being, like, a whimsical childhood. Like, can you... Just the, Must have been nice. Yeah. So like <laughs> your whimsical side or you want to make all of life whimsical in a fantasy is like so much fun, but it's not, you know, it's not sustainable probably for,
1: me- for mental health. Right. I think it was definitely good for me to live my life as a, as a drag queen the way that I did. It was a good stepping stone. Like, I think I needed that to, rather than going from like zero to 100. Like, it was a really fun way to, to have like <laughs> a, an exploratory phase of my life for a number of years um, before getting to where I am now. Yeah, now we're here.
0: And you're such a hilarious comic and performer. So I do think that that, in my opinion, drag is, it's my favorite. It's the funniest to me. It's the riskiest. It's really like a high wire act. And so when you're doing drag or for what I've seen, when people do drag, it's like you have to bring the goods. You're doing crowd work. Sometimes you're doing crowd work involuntarily. You have to have hard jokes. You have to have a great personality. Like there's a lot going on. And I think what an amazing start where you kind of cut your teeth on like the highest level of that kind of comedy performing. And now yeah. you now you're just doing stand-up as yourself and you just get to enjoy stand-up on like on a more authentic, maybe level, but also a li- just a little less, I don't know, I think you don't have to be as brave. You just kind of get to be yourself and a little more casual.
1: It definitely, I think, has given me tools in all forms of my life from being a drag queen. And like also, I keep saying this, but like so much. I was a drag queen so much, like all the time (laughs) I was a damn drag queen. And, you know, when I used to be in clubs, I've always been a talker. Can you surprise? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Join the club. I've always liked to talk more than like lip sync or doing any of that stuff. And like, I would go to these clubs and get on the microphone. And it's like, there's the hottest guys you've ever seen that are making eyes at each other. People are friends that just got off work. They're all together. They're drinking. There's Britney Spears playing. Like, why (laughs) would they pay attention to me? And so I think that's probably why I'm so loud and aggressive <laughs> because <laughs> I had to learn to be like, here's why I matter.
2: <laughs> that's right. Surprise. It's a good way to to get trained. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Can we talk about your shirt? Because you have an amazing alien black light type t-shirt on right now
1: that I'm obsessed with. Oh my God. Thank you.
2: (laughs) How about aliens? Like I know we talked about that on the podcast and it's and Karen hates it. I do. Well, I don't
0: hate you guys talking about it. Just I just hate the potential reality of it.
1: I'm very fascinated by it, but it gets tricky because it it's a little bit conspiracy theory-y and yeah. that can also, you know, when we talk about murder and the paranormal being cousins, that's cute. But some of the cousins mm-hmm. to conspiracy theories in this day and age, <laughs> right. that's that family, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) so
0: cut them off yeah
1: (laughs) so I like to touch on it because I do think it's a part of this conversation obviously ghosts are my favorite but there's you know also cryptid creatures for example like Mm. Bigfoot and Loch Ness and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing where I think it's all could be connected who knows like stuff that we can never seem to catch in a tangible way like maybe it's a maybe it's a ghost maybe it's a time travel thing maybe it's i don't know i'm definitely fascinated by ufos i do think that they're real i think that they come in peace in in my opinion they're way smarter than us they're above us they could (laughs) do whatever they wanted to us and they don't yeah a lot of people report communicating with them and the stories seem to revolve around them being like hey get your shit together. We're up here looking at you guys and, like, it is rough down there on Earth. Like, you guys need to recycle. <laughs> you need to, like, you got some problems. Let's start yeah. with the recycling. Uh, yeah. And then we'll go from there. So, yeah, I-, I think that they come in peace. I don't know where they're from. Yeah, I-, I don't know what's in the damn ocean. Like, I don't know if that's where they're from. Like, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I love the idea that there's already... Quote, you know, an alien or a time someone has already time traveled and they're living among us. Yeah. You know, like, I guess, like I guess I think that Men in Black is a documentary, and I love <laughs> the idea that but that that's how it, cats for sure are fucking aliens. I'm positive. Yeah.
1: Oh, you start talking about octopuses, the the uh, <laughs> octopi, whatever it is. They're mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, that's something.
2: Yeah, they're smart, too smart. But what
0: about, I was just listening to a podcast and people wrote in their creepy stories, but somebody wrote in about working in the sewer and mm. thinking that they saw an alien life form in the sewer. Mm. And then as he began to describe it, I grabbed the phone and just started skipping. I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like the, the, the idea that aliens are already here and kind of like sitting around yeah, us. Yeah, Oh, that I just can't. It It really makes me... It feels like, well, that will then begin the end of the world, mm. is what it feels like. Well,
1: I've mm. done that to you guys before. Like, because to <laughs> me, like, ghosts and alien stuff, hearing about it definitely spooks me out sometimes. But it, it really does when I'm—anytime uh, I've ever, like, stayed at a haunted place or, like, someone's house has a ghost. Like, I'm—no. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the murder stuff really scares me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's real.
1: It's very real. Would you
2: rather stay in, like, a known haunted house or, like, a known murder house?
1: Or, like, a place where there's a murder on the loose? That's the equivalent to me.
2: (laughs) Really? I'm talking about, like, there has been a murder in this house. But then wouldn't that be a
1: haunted house, possibly?
2: Maybe. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hand in hand and
1: all that. Yeah, I guess the ghost. I I don't sleep. Me too, yeah. There's been a few times <laughs> where I've like gone ghost hunting with people where I'm like, okay, let's go to this haunted hotel. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> and I think that the understanding is we're going to stay up all night. We're mm-hmm. going to, you know, set up some equipment or whatever. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> we're going to listen to some music, whatever. No, I forget that people go to bed and they're not <laughs> terrified, and then it always ends up with them sleeping and me just like shivering. <laughs> yeah,
2: going, Grandma? Grandma, is that you? Grandma! <laughs> I kind of want to stay at a haunted house just to like test myself. That seems like a like a feat. You know what I
1: mean? I absolutely think you should. Um, because I want any excuse to have you back on the podcast.
2: <laughs> I want an experience, <laughs> a real one. As an adult, I say, as I as my house, like is like, all right, bitch, this is happening. Careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm.
0: murder.
2: And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder.
0: Again, don't forget, the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. So, well, speaking of murder houses and things like that, do you have a hometown murder that you want to tell us about since this is Uh, still my favorite murder? I
1: do. Oh, Now, it's not technically hometown hometown. I mean, I've lived here since 2009, so, like, this, as far as I'm concerned, like, this is where I live and pretty much am from. It happened here, and it happened a number of years ago. Okay, here's the story, and I want to make it clear that this is just my little teeny... Involvement in this story. Of course, this is it was an actual tragedy happened. It's sort of that thing where like I don't know if there's like a, a water explosion in the street or something. Everyone has their side of the story. Like they're about to write a book about it, and it's like right. I it, I really was very minimally involved in this, but it did mess up <laughs> me a little bit. Like it definitely has stuck with me what happened. Which um, have I set it up enough? <laughs> I, I was at the previously mentioned Sam Pancake. My, who, Sam Pancake, you're not familiar. He's my best friend in the whole wide world. And he's a brilliant comedic actor and truly the funniest person ever. Mm. And mm-hmm. love, love, love him. And we, this was a number of years ago, maybe six, seven years, something like that ago. I'm at his home. And I should probably set up the the lay of the land here. So he lived in a guest house of television's Busy Phillips. And mm. she lived in the main, you know, house at the top of like a hill. And Sam was actually in the front. The guest house was in the front of the main house. And then there was a staircase that led past the front guest house up to the main house. And then there was a gate from the staircase to the street so that people, you know, wouldn't just enter the property. It was a going to say, summer night. <laughs> we were watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Yay, Sam and I, go. we were real invested at the time. And we were probably <laughs> eating some popcorn, maybe drinking a LaCroix Pamplemousse. And <laughs> having a great time. Just nice, <laughs> nice innocent time. And his window is open the window to where the staircase leading up to the stairs or leading up to the main house is. And I look out the window and I see a young man staring into the window and I make eye contact with him. And I took a beat and I was staring at him like, because I was at this house every day and it was just really out of the ordinary that there would be someone there. He just seemed lost. You know, he, the way he was looking in. And I was freaked out and I was, I kind of froze. And I said to Sam, like, Sam, there's a guy like right there, like, look out Ugh. the window. So then Sam looks too and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Or whatever. He was kind of, he was talking about like he, how he was lost or he needed a job or something. And I remember he had a pizza menu in his hand and he had a bag with him. And and we were kind of just like, sorry, like, we can't help you. It was really, you know, I always want to help people, but it was kind of inappropriate or whatever. Like it was mm-hmm. like it was it was kind of scary, to be honest. Like, yeah,
2: vi- yes. violating almost like to
1: come on and look in your home. That's that's a yeah, to look that's in not a okay.
2: window. No.
0: Yeah. And no. not even
1: just from the yeah. street, like on yeah. the property. So we were kind of just like, you got to go. You got to like, please, whatever. And he took his time and then left and and made his way down the street. And we kind of peeked out and kept our eye on him. And that's pretty much my whole involvement of the story. But I've come back the next day. Again, I was at this house all the time. I come back the next day and Sam comes out and he goes, um, oh, my God, the one of the neighbors got murdered. <gasps> And my first thought was, wait, do you think it was that guy? And then, you know, message boards or like local neighborhood things started kind of saying, like, we did see this guy and whatever. And somebody saw a guy of that exact same description leaving the scene of the house. Oh. It was. Really scary, but at this point we didn't know. It was just, it was just weird. Like it, uh, that was a weird thing that happened that night, and then we also know that somebody got murdered. And then Sam has a little bit more to the story. I think because he lived there, he had a little bit more involvement with uh, the homicide detectives and and talking to them. But weirdly, because again, I was at this play, this house every day. They came over to talk to Sam when I was there and, you know, told our side of the story. And I want to say that was maybe a couple days later or something. And then a year later, I was at the house again, and they came back again. They just knock on the door and came in, be like, we got more questions. And I happened to be there again. And I'll never forget, I asked the detective... What you know, if they ever found out a motive, and he said, as far as we know, he was was just looking to kill someone, you know, that was sort of what he told me.
2: So, it was definitely the guy that was creeping around,
1: yeah, it was definitely (gasps) him. And, um, I guess the person that he murdered was just house sitting and Um, was staying in the house, and the guy had broken in. Oh, no, um, when I think. I think he came, if I'm not mistaken, he he broke into the house and then the guy came home and he uh-huh. uh, bludgeoned him. Yeah, uh-huh. so it was just really scary. And and after that, not going to lie, I did take a break from my favorite murder <laughs> just because—
0: <laughs> I, I would hope yeah, so.
1: it, it kind of, like, made things a little personal for me. Like, I noticed, like, not that long after that I got really— weird around windows being open and anytime mm-hmm. windows are are open open i get really uncomfortable but i have like no tolerance for being in a place at nighttime when there's no curtains drawn and there's yeah. like people can see in that scares me so much and it's like something that has stayed with me and and i think that there's just something about staring at that guy right in the eyes a couple hours before that happened and uh. and it's crossed my mind before like what if Sam was alone or, you know, it, yeah, it just, I don't know, it it really, it really messed me up. But it's again, the story's not about me though. Like, I really want that to be clear. It's just something that I happen well, to be it's there your, for.
2: We want your, you know, take on the whole thing. And I totally understand that that would be so, like, so frightening.
0: Well, also, it's, it's your real experience. Right. So it's, it's very considerate of you because you're like, this isn't about me, and this certainly wasn't the worst for you, but it still is bad for you. Because, you know, it's like whatever Sam did to make that guy leave and not, uh, it's just, that's almost like by chance mm-hmm. that that guy chose to do what Sam asked him to do. I mean, that's that's a very scary near miss. Yeah. And it's also kind of that thing of like, this is living in the city. This is, you know, right. this is kind of like what, what city living can sometimes bring, which is like gates don't keep people out, and and there is just random, um, random murder that is inexplicable and for no reason and just horrifying. I mean, that's oh, so scary.
1: Yeah, and then I had to, um, and then I house sat for Busy that summer, and like she had cats. That I was taking care of and every little click clack of the cats that I heard, I was grabbing <laughs> kitchen knives. Like I was
2: Oh my God. Oh. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm very scared of um of this kind of thing. I mean, I don't want to ever feel like you're never safe, but like <laughs> I fit.
2: I get what you mean. When I walk by people's houses at night and they have their curtains open, I am like, what are you trying? to accomplish right now. Like, yeah. A, like, privacy is like the least of your problems. I can see right into your house. Right.
1: Also, you're you not know? that hot. Like, stop. Like, <laughs> we don't need to see you right now eating your dinner.
2: Right. <laughs> and you're kind of boring. You're watching Grey's Anatomy <laughs> again. Like, we don't need to...
1: We don't care.
2: Yeah, that scares the shit out of me. I am very much a closed-window person, too, which is so boring, and I hate it, but yeah you can't get pa- like you can't be into true crime and then also not kind of be paranoid a little bit, right,
0: or at least careful, careful, yeah you know it's be careful
1: right, and it's like I think sometimes when you consume a lot of true crime, you do kind of learn what people are capable of, and you know it it mm-hmm. it in some ways can prepare you, you know, I think.
2: I think so. Yeah, I
1: think I am. I think I could classify myself as paranoid. It's a definitely a fine line between like being careful and paranoid. Like I, I just try to. I wear rings all the time because I'm like, if someone tries it, I'm (laughs) like, I'm gonna sock them.
2: Yeah, I mean, it sucks because, like, like you said, you're not wrong. These people, there are people that exist out there that could do these things. So, you're are you paranoid or are you just? oh, really aware of what actually happens in real life, you know?
0: You were forced to be aware because you had a very specific experience that taught you to be aware. Like, it's not like you and Sam made that up or assumed or something. That was actually a thing that happened and then it was confirmed that it was the same guy. That's that's so
1: scary. Yeah, and from what I heard, uh, there was a lot of people in the neighborhood that had these same same story literally like oh, wow. he was on oh, the wow. property we tell him to go away like yeah wow, wow. but it happened that night so it's just oh, so crazy <laughs> it's yeah. very scary and then like get, meeting the homicide detectives and stuff it was Ugh. that was its own experience of yeah i, I grew up real into columbo and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, of course, I'm like, I was, I swear I was like, I'm already like thinking that I'm a suspect.
0: When I lived in Burbank, there was a shooting and um, I had a Burbank PD come to, detectives come to my house. And the thing I always noticed where I'm like, oh, I thought this was just on TV. They wear really nice suits. Do they? Oh, they're, yeah. They're dressed, they're dressed to the nines and they're, they're there with their notebook. Like, we need to ask you a couple questions if you saw anything. And I totally did that thing where I saw nothing. I heard the noise. It was blocks away from my house. But I did go out in my backyard and just kind of look around. And so I just wanted to say something something to them. Right. So I was like, I heard it and I looked, but there wasn't anything. And they're like, <laughs> thanks. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Like, walk away. Where I'm like, I just want to, you know, I don't know, I want to yeah. help and be a part of it. But oh, you're I'm in the sure notes. that's what
1: they deal with all day. <laughs> and like these guys, yes. they really like I could just tell there was two of them and I could tell that they were the kind of guys that were like, you know, people make TV shows based on people like us. Like they were so <laughs> yeah. like they they just I don't know. I, mean, I can't it even imagine s- the things that those guys see. And, ugh, ugh.
2: For real, dude. For sure, horrifying. Um, well, before we go, I think we need. I think Karen, you and I talked about this, and I and I couldn't answer the question of does the Loch Ness monster exist because I feel like if Karen found out I said no, <laughs> <laughs> there'd be a real problem.
0: You've already said no to my face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't think it exists. I don't. Uh, but I think but I think things exist in the water that don't that we don't know about and don't don't make sense.
0: Just not my personal theory <laughs> of that all the lakes are connected by underground tunnels. <laughs> I I got my hands on a book when I was like 17 that was like I can't remember. It was, you know, Mysterious California or something like that. And there was like all this stuff. I'm sure it was like one dude writing it up straight out of his own head. But there were all these kind of cryptid theories in that. So you mentioned the cryptids in, all, in your kind of list of the stuff that you talk about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think Bigfoot is real?
1: I think anything is possible. I... <laughs> I don't know. I th- I always say my biggest, like, you know, say I'm a superhero or a TV character, like my my crutch or whatever is that I hate the outdoors. But <laughs> if I didn't, I can find anyone. You kidding me? You give me a couple of context clues and a good Wi-Fi password, I will find everything. I'm
2: sorry, but we need to get you that TV show stat. <laughs> you hating the wilderness, but
1: going in defined find. Bigfoot. And I've thought about how can we do this? Because I'm like, I don't like bugs. I'm afraid of snakes. Like, I'm just, I don't know what it would, I would have to be like piggyback ride on somebody with like a a whole net around my body.
0: What if you're a drone operator? Okay. And you could do do it from like a a home
2: base. I
1: like that idea. Right? But I think I would find Bigfoot. I, Bigfoot's a tough one.
2: Mm -hmm. Do you think that photo is real?
1: Like the famous video, the Patterson Gimlin video. video. Yeah, Um, I don't know. It's like there's that is like its own full story. There's so much to it, but I think it's definitely possible. The way that I rationalize the possibility, like for me, my leading theory is that it would have to be some kind of. Creature that is not like a, a bear or like a human. It's, it would have to be mm-hmm. a, a creature with some kind of magic powers that can make it disappear. Um, and people have reported like seeing tracks that end, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, whoever it is, they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be talked about.
2: It'd probably be a lot more boring, like you're saying. It's like kind of like a bear with that can walk like this. And it's like, oh, that's it? I think like this, the mystery around it. And Loch Ness too is like way more interesting. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden, find.
1: if we find out, yeah. then it's, yeah, it's just a type of animal. Like, <laughs> right. that's not fun. <laughs> no. I like calling it Bigfoot. Oh. And like, it's this yeah. weird, mysterious thing. And particularly yeah. that original Bigfoot. It's theorized that it was a woman, Bigfoot, and she's curvy. Her hair is, like, actually really silky if you, like, look at her. Like, she's (laughs) sickening. I love her.
2: What? I didn't know that Bigfoot. Honey, I love
1: a lady with big feet. That is, (laughs) I feel seen.
0: (laughs) Representation matters. It really does. (laughs) Roz. You're so delightful. It's very exciting that we get to have someone who is our friend and such a hilarious comic and talent come and do a podcast with our network. We're just so thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for for joining oh us.
1: My God, this is, it's just a dream. I'm, I mean, I've been so, my experience so far recording with this network that you guys have created, like, you guys, you got the best people. Everybody yeah, is yeah. so cool. They know what they're doing. Like it's just it's just been wonderful. They all make me feel like a million bucks. They get it. Aww. They like they have put so much time into this. And you know this is something that I my show, it's a silly little show, but I've been really I'm really passionate about. It. I really love having these conversations with people and um it, I really do feel seen by you two and the network and it, it just, it feels really, it feels really good. And and I'm so excited for all the new people that are going to be listening to all these weird, silly conversations <laughs> that I've been having <laughs> for the past four years.
2: I love it. Yay. We're big
1: fans and we're so glad
2: you're here. We can't wait. I can't wait for the Christmas party this year because you're going to make it even <laughs> more fun. It's oh my ridiculous. God.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs>
2: But yeah, <laughs> so, let me just give a
1: little blurb to the people. Like, you tune in to the show, you're going to get famous people, funny people, you listening to this, you could come on. I, I just want to talk about ghosts, poltergeists, psychics, cryptids, UFOs, all that kind of mysterious stuff that we don't have the answers to. And we keep it fun. We keep it funny. For the most part, it stays pretty light. Um and I have just truly my favorite people on. And we laugh and we laugh. And uh, Karen was on. Karen ha- has the most epic ghost story of all time. Um, unfortunately, when I recorded with her, it was like the beginning of the pandemic. And, um, but you'll get over the bad uh, sound a- after a couple of minutes. But you have to hear if you've never heard Karen Kilgarev's ghost story because it is truly mm-hmm. what movies are made of.
0: Yeah. It was crazy, and it really opened the door for me to entertain every other possibility in the world, which is like, well, if that happened, then really anything can happen, which is as scary as it is fun.
1: Yeah. And I think that hearing people's stories makes you also be like, wait, maybe this is real. Or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, sometimes, especially when you hear from like public figures, it's like some of these people— are kind of like reluctant to share this because they know that people will be like, you're lying, you're crazy, you've lost your mind, whatever. And Mm -hmm. it is vulnerable to share your experiences like this with people. And I don't think that these people are lying. Right. So, you know, if I ever sniff that out, it's not making it to the air. So whatever (laughs) is posted, it's people that I at least... And you know, I'm raws. I'm a (laughs) no-nonsense barkeeper. Or I don't... That's right.
0: That's right. Gatekeeper. Yes. (laughs) You're gatekeeping true ghost stories. Exactly. Nice. Well, guys... New episodes of Ghosted by Roz Hernandez are out on Mondays
2: here on the Exactly Right Network, and George is the first guest, so give it a listen. Karen's ghost story is from an episode in 2020, so check that out on Roz's back catalog. And while you're there, check out all the amazing episodes she's already done. And please remember to like, review, and subscribe, which is like your payment for a free podcast is to like, review, and subscribe.
0: Okay, (laughs) And Roz... Thank you so much for being here with us today and welcome to the Exactly Right family. We're so happy to have you.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie?
0: (laughs) This has been an Exactly Right production. Our
2: producer is Alejandra Keck. Our senior producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. This episode was engineered by Stephen Ray Morris and mixed by John Bradley. Our
0: researcher is Maren McClashan.
2: Email your hometowns and fucking hoorays to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show
0: on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder Murder and Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Goodbye.